We're all human airy stew, and this is Blender Style, the show where we discuss an extreme blend of music. In this episode, Alice Cooper, Welcome to My Nightmare, released 1975. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, not cheers. Uh. I picked this because I want to do an Alice Cooper album mm-hmm. because uh, I work with a guy, uh, Rock and Rob, aka King of the Job, Rob. Okay. Uh, and I asked him, you know, what his favorite Alice Cooper album was. This is not my favorite album, but by Alice Cooper, but this is his. So I just wanted. You but know. you're an Alice Cooper fan, like you have oh, albums for sure. or you're like familiar with. Yeah. I I like no tracks like yeah singles I'm, and I'm stuff. in the same I I'm not a big Alice Cooper schools band. out like his ba- his like singles are great great oh, yeah. great songs everyone knows these right yeah but you know albums like Alice Cooper out I don't yeah for sure I I'm an Alice Cooper fan. you're younger than us this is from 1975 yeah this is his first like uh, solo so he was Alice Cooper so the everything band. that I am into genre crossing music uh movies uh if you're interested in any of these things it's gonna root back it's gonna go back to alice cooper you're gonna read about alice cooper um that's why i wore my white zombie shirt because i feel like that's derivative i wish i had a white zombie shirt yeah yeah we almost were twinsies (laughs) so when i first listened to it i was like oh this is throwback this is clearly from 1970s Mm mm-hmm and I got to be honest, initially I was kind of like turned off by it. I'm like, this is goofy, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is silly. And I just, you know, the Black Widow, Vincent Price comes in. And I'm like, oh, like clearly I know this is Vincent Price. Yeah. I'm like, this is silly. But I'm like, I got to get a fair listen. That's what we do here. We give these albums like a really deep listen to. And uh, there's a lot more to it than I initially thought. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So so I'm with you. Uh when I first listened to this, uh, first I'm in the same boat. I, I know Alice Cooper tracks. Wayne's um, World. I mean, Wayne's yeah. World, uh, Days of Confused. You've, the song heard from Wayne's Alice World, Cooper. by the way, the song from the Wayne's World soundtrack, Feed My Frankenstein, is fucking great. It's a killer track. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you have to think like Milwaukee. Alice Cooper has had the longest career in music. You know what I mean? And oh, in the 60s, it. right? He started in the 60s with his yeah. band. He said like stories with Jim Morrison. <laughs> so, the first track of this, one of my notes, I think it's the first one. One of my notes is uh, it sounds like Jim Morrison. Oh shit! Oh really? Like the vocals, yeah. Mm-hmm. On the this is Alice Cooper's like this is I learned this was Alice Cooper's first solo record. It was right after yeah, the like... band broke up, and he like legally got the name, mm-hmm. but it was then it became his name, not the band. So before it was the band, and he was just, I think his name's Vincent. Something yeah, like it's that. something Vincent like Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, it's Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> he used to paint. Yeah. Used to used to take a lot of absinthe. His, uh, in real life, I think his parents are like uh, pastors or whatever. Well, like I know uh, that he's religious. And yeah, stuff. Alice Cooper's religious. So him doing this is kind of fucking straight up blasphemy, bro. He's talking about necrophilia yeah, on there's... Cold Ethel, which is a banger. Yeah, I like that it's a concept album and it goes into all these different things. It's Rocky horror picture show. It's at times very almost even flamboyant in some ways. Like cabaret. Yeah. 
is a not flamboyant, but you know what I mean. It gets pretty it's, like it's a production. Like yeah. Yes. yeah, it's a production. Um, so so back to what I was saying. I know tracks. Never got into Alice Cooper. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, that's fine. Um, but when I first heard this, I thought scary porno theme song because <laughs> it's got that it's got that poppy bass line this bridged the gap this <laughs> this came out around the time where it bridged the gap between the the funk disco era and it has and, that element yeah, and it has and you could hear it in it like <laughs> almost it almost has an identity crisis if it this, does yeah if this wasn't the style that alice cooper stuck with for a few different albums i would think that he was just trying to fit in but this was just his thing um, oh, for sure. Yeah, there's so, a lot going on here. There's a lot going on, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so, so when when this came out, this was like you know the 1975 like disco was kind of fading out, and like the um, southern rock was kind of coming in to to prominence. Um, and this kind of bridges the gap, um, but it doesn't stop at this album. It carries that kind of sound all the way through up until it gets like I more want to glam. say like 86 or 86. Yeah, and then he goes kind of more more glam um, well, I can't, yeah, I didn't what listen to an himself, observation so casey <laughs> <laughs> what an observation yeah so so um like i remember listening to what song was it um it wasn't on this album but uh poison the back in like 90 oh yeah 90, oh yeah, yeah i remember that song and venomous poison yeah. which doesn't make sense it doesn't um <laughs> venom and poison are two different things um but <laughs> but uh that was a completely different sound. And so that's what I always thought Alice Cooper was. And then we saw Days and Confused and uh, School's Out was on there. And I was Great. like, oh, that's a completely, that's the same guy. Um, so well, he has this thing where he kind of merges like these styles and he does a good job of merging them and stuff. Dude, I was super surprised with his fucking range on this. Uh, There's yeah. a ballad and Escape. Is it not Escape, but uh, Escape sucks, by the way. I like this yeah. album, but I think Escape. Escape. I think uh, I actually like that one. Even like a track like uh, Only Women Bleed, dude. So um, I don't like that song, but yeah, he can I, sing really, really, really good. Really, I think that's a great song, yeah. I, I'm I'm not a fan of the song, and I'm in between on the vocals on that one. Like uh, the beginning of Steven, where he's doing that fucking whiny little kid voice thing yeah. sounding, he reminds me of Axl Rose from the 80s so bad with the... The you know weird what? different okay. vocal range is going on, and I don't know if it was just a thing because I noticed like a lot of bands did that back in the in like. So here's the, the thing with that one: he's doing like the little boy. Mm -hmm. It's uh, so Stephen and then the song before it, right? They run together. Yeah, yeah. this is like it's a, concept a concept album about this. It's kid, about Stephen having, having dreams and or whatever, right? And uh, when the this would come up, this is usually a song I would skip on an album. Like mm -hmm. if there's some spoken interlude and I just catch myself just listening to the whole thing every oh, time. Dude, yeah. Well, and that song comes out to be a really great song. I know. It's and it great. gets caught in your head. Even the songs on here that aren't that like production wise or flow wise very good. They get stuck in your head. Dude, this is innovative stuff. I think at times they were scratching their heads when they were recording some of this See, stuff. I don't see this as being innovative. I think, I think it really? follows the trend for the time. Um, no, there's nothing. What sounds like this back then? Kiss was doing this shit back then. Dude, this is this is better well, than no, Kiss. No shit, they they do. But that's what I'm saying. Like this this bridge This is not like Kiss. No, I, it's I not. Couldn't. But I'm saying the bridge gap with the shock rock factor trying to... Did Kiss have like fucked up necrophilia lyrics? Who this knows? is necrophilia oh, lyrics. I think Kiss mostly sung about his mom. Sheen sung about his mom or something. I don't know. 
about making money. <laughs> this is a different. This is a different bitch. episode. We could talk about Kiss, but I, I, I don't. I, I would have to disagree with this. Okay. Yeah, I think this is pretty innovative. I think uh, the concept of it, the the tour that he, the massive tour that he did with this. You know, he came out with a DVD, a mm -hmm. mini TV series, and stuff. Uh, I mean, really, he set the groundwork for a lot of these bands. And when so I listen to this, I think his imp impact is even seen to this day. You know, people always say like Marilyn Manson or people say Rob oh, Zombie. I think those guys ripped him off. I don't think that. I, I think that they borrowed from it. It's yeah, influenced it kind of by it, for sure, for sure. But I mean, what is it influenced by? What? Come on, you know. Right. Everything's derivative stuff. Yeah. And. uh him doing this though, there was like uh, clearly other bands and artists doing darker kind of more stuff. Mm -hmm. Like he really went over the top, and I think he came in with a budget on this because he has like a lot of like Tony Levin plays bass on a couple songs. That's because he owed him a favor. Not that he paid for it. <laughs> it's some like dark pack that they have, <laughs> like dark. And Tony, he played on uh, uh, Liquid Tension Experiment with Mike Portnoy and the some dudes from. Uh, Dream Theater, which mm -hmm. is better in Dream Theater, in my opinion. And he also did a bunch of Peter Gabriel. But there's, like, clearly a lot of effort going into this. Man, I think you're underestimating even the guitar work that is in this. Some no, of the, the guitar work that is some of the going playing on, on this is so the, good. The brass that is in on this. The you couldn't be a band in the 70s this. and not play. Dude, and think of this. This is performing art. So, like, he's performing on record. Alice Cooper is better live i've seen i saw alice cooper like maybe three years ago no shit killing it still not moving around like he used to but <laughs> dude still putting on a show the he guitar. was born in what like f he's like 40s the 40s yeah somewhere so, around there yeah dude they were playing 45 in the 60s you know as the band alice cooper you know <laughs> dude i think their first name was like earwigs or whatever and then went on to alice cooper and then you know yeah. But I think this is really cool stuff. I enjoy it, you know. So I agree with you that the guitars are really good. There's some great guitar work. The brass is is killer. And and the they use the uh that piano the clavinet or whatever, the piano with the rubber plungers or whatever, and it sounds really cool. But to me it just it sounds like everything else that was coming out around that time with that gap bridge between disco mm -hmm. and funk and rock. It um, definitely sounds 70s. I think this is more in my opinion, this is more of a show than it is an album. Mm. And I think you're right. Alice Cooper kills it live. He's always done a good show. Mm, that's a good point, um, man. But, but on album, it just doesn't portray the same way. It paces, the pace is off because of all the spoken word parts and the intros and stuff, and it slows it down. It works great live, um, but on album, it just slows it down. To me, yeah, it sounds real 70s and what's mm -hmm. going on. But it's also... Kind of like you said, it, it it's kind of also foreshadowing him in his 80s career, in his 90s career. Like, I feel like he had a great transition, you know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, his his whole career is pretty dang good, you know? I like albums more than I like this album later, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? That's that's awesome. Well, man. I think like bands like or artists like this, they keep trying new things mm -hmm. to well, stay, stay relevant. Well, they stay with the times and relevant. Yeah, they stay yeah. relevant, like you know share and madonna and like artists like these that last mm -hmm. decades yeah but alice cooper's way cooler for me <laughs> you don't like share 
Uh, Cher's on. cool. Uh, I like I like songs by Cher. I, I have nothing bad to say about Cher, really. I had to watch, Clearly, Alice Cooper's My cooler. mom made me watch movies with Cher in oh, it. Oh, you know? Mask? Totally, dude. Uh, mask, dude. <laughs> <With> <laughs> see how I laugh? Yeah. Like, I'm a fucked up individual. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm with looking. you. I'm with you on um, the songwriting. Like, there's some really catchy parts. Even the songs that, like I said, that aren't great. Um, I feel like there's catchy choruses and stuff on it, but also this is analog recording at its finest. Like, Oh, it sounds killer. Yeah. You could hear the tape hiss in the background. You could hear the levels not being perfect, but it works so well. On you can it. hear the drums. Dude, this oh, yeah. is them you can hear, hear the echo of the room in the drum tracks. And it's so, oh, it's good. so good. This is them bringing a brass. Yeah. Uh, uh, musicians in and probably just messing with it and like, getting with it you know what i mean to me that's just so much cooler now somebody's got a keyboard and it sounds like yeah. brass and stuff it's like these guys had to pay money put this record together well but there's and, also no there's no there's no feel in the new stuff you know like you said you're, you're hitting a button on a keyboard so you don't get any of that ambience of the room you don't you don't feel the room you don't feel the the amps and the in the mics and stuff do you guys think and, the 70s are the best decade for music i don't think the musical mm, style is the best it's but pretty i think close. maybe I think maybe the recording qualities were the best. I mean, I think Dave Weindorf said something about that um, from yeah. Monster Magnet. From Monster Magnet, because he always goes for that. He wants that, yeah, that raw sound. Lots of bands do that with old like tube mm -hmm. amps and shit yeah. like that. I mean, most people play. Opet too, does that, right? They find like 1960s gear and then they're like in. And like, it's also about the recording. You can record with some of that gear, but like. That real analog sound, man, unless you're doing it that way, you're not really going to. Mm -mm. It's hard to do. Yeah. And, and then this like, captures people it now, good. People now go to some of the same producers, like within genres, you know, like all metal bands are going to this one producer mm -hmm. and people go to this one producer for like seven, 10 years and everything sounds the same. Kill Switch Engage era. You know, not well, to... Shadow and Capitation. Exactly. They're going to the Dave Otero Ross, over and the over. The whole Ross Robbins. Uh, Ross Robbins. Ross Robbins, great yeah. example. Yeah. Everybody used him in the, the early 2000s. Robinson. Robinson. Ross Robinson. Yeah. Ross Robinson. Everybody used him. And everything sounded good, but it all sounded yeah, the same. Yeah, he did fucking corn, right? Uh -huh. And then he did Sepultura, which was weird. And then he did Slipknot. He did, uh, I think he did Fear Factory's original demo. Well, that's tight. That really? they didn't pay him for, and that's why they never released it. Really? I think we talked about that in one of the episodes. Oh. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, other than, like, you know, the popular stuff, School's Out, Poison, uh, No More Mr. Nice Guy, I'm not a huge Alice Cooper fan. <laughs> I'm a huge Feed fan. Feed My Frankenstein. I didn't even really like that uh, song that song. much. Oh, I'm more of an Alice Cooper's show fan. I think his show and his stage presence... Uh, his ability to get the audience going is great, but I just don't think it portrays onto to album for him. And so for me, I give this a 2.2 out of five. Okay. I think that, you know, there's too much narration that, that shows slows us down. The shock factor doesn't portray over to, uh, album. Although I also think, I think that, this is what makes it creepy. Well, but I also he's think like, la, la, but, but see, to me, la, that just, doing you under the light, but to me, that's like, just cheesy. And maybe that's it in the seventies. That would be considered this is weird to me that you don't like this. I like this. <laughs> well, no, no, because listen, in the seventies, stuff like that was probably pretty creepy. And I mean, that was like the forefront of people, the parents not wanting their kids to listen to the, the devil music or whatever. Oh, for sure. This but, is totally but like nowadays. That. My shock factor scale is way higher. And to me, this is just, this is like watching a B-horror movie. It's not scary. It's funny. Um, 
And I know now why the parents didn't want their kids listening to this in the 70s because they were afraid they would kill themselves from boredom. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I completely disagree. <laughs> so I completely is, disagree. So what do yeah. you think? Okay. So I was only familiar with the same singles you talked about, mm-hmm. plus Feed My Frankenstein, yeah. right? Well, I mean, I was familiar so with So I was it, going but... into this thinking this, he was only like a shock factor, kind of like Kiss. I don't mm-hmm. like Kiss. I think Kiss is just shock factor. People, it's probably great life. I don't know. I give this a 4.0 out of 5. I feel like this plays great as an album. It is like a stage show Mm -hmm. where there's like those weird interlude parts where he's doing the creepy vocals. But it's not just like the music's good, dude. I, I will. It would probably be even better live. Oh, yeah. But I feel like live. I would give this a way better. There's so much variety here. You got like. You know, hard rock. It sounds like it's from the 70s. Vincent Price is on this. It's great. You know and at mean? times it makes you want to even boogie, dude. It's, it, it makes boogies, you want, Yeah. <laughs> like, I think, and that's maybe the great meld of the 70s. You know, you had great artists that definitely came out in the 70s. And, and sometimes I don't need to hear something that's innovative and new mm-hmm. uh, to hear something new. This sounds so original and nothing sounds like this to me. Compared to like what if I hear something nowadays that would mm-hmm. try to pull this off, it would sound like a gimmick or a mock up. Everyone sounds genuine. It. Yeah. It's, you know, it's on it. And just to also see it, you know, play out really well, uh, that's great. But uh, it's not my favorite Alice Cooper record, but I give it a 4.2. Nice. It's a great record. But not your favorite Alice Cooper record. No. I mean, honestly, uh, like you said in the beginning, I'm an Alice Cooper fan. I like, uh, you know, I listen. I like Alice Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll probably pick Alice Cooper again. It's probably not going to be the last time we do it on this show. Uh, it's not my favorite Alice Cooper record, but that one's for you, Rob. Uh, that was Alice Cooper. Welcome to my nightmare. Welcome to my blender. Whoa.